Welcome to the Invisible India podcast. I'm Jessica. And I'm Abhishek. We are a cross-cultural couple doing life in India, exploring the lesser-known mysteries of Indian culture, interviewing fascinating figures who have chartered new territories, and sharing life as we raise our multicultural family amongst the complexities of modern Indian life. We are going to talk today about what not to do in an international travel crisis. And why Why are we going to talk about this, honey? Preparing how to cope up with an extremely stressful situation while yeah. you're abroad. Whether you're not in your home country or your permanent resident country. Yeah, because we just went through this. We travel quite a bit with our two kids. And um, not only just within country... So we live in India and we travel a lot within the region. Oftentimes in the U.S. we'll be traveling from city to city by car, by plane. Within India, it's with by it's by train, it's by you know pretty much any method you can imagine: plane, train, horse cart. I mean, we've done it all. <laughs> so we recently went through probably like one of the worst experiences of our life. Would you say? Yeah, we did. So um, it was about two months ago, and we just now found enough emotional healing that we're able, even able to talk about this. So we were traveling from the U.S. to India, and we only do this caravan every two years. So we, of course, have tons of stuff with us. We were overly ambitious about the amount of stuff that we, we had. We had an Airbnb that we had booked. And that was one of the reasons why this may have happened over, may say, for example, if you were at a hotel, then the circumstances would have been different. Right. We like to travel a little bit scrappy, which has its advantages and disadvantages. But what happened was we were traveling with a ton of stuff, our two kids, and as we arrived in London, which was our layover place... My bag, which had all of our most important documents, and my computer, which had all of our files, and just a bunch of our important travel things like medicines for the kids, and it was stolen. And it could have been prevented. It was, you know, kind of a mistake on our part as well. But Basically, the days following that were probably some of the most stressful days that I've ever experienced, that we may have probably experienced in our marriage. And we want to talk about what not to do (laughs) in these situations. So I would say number one is don't let panic paralyze you. I mean, obviously, like, you're going to panic, right? I mean, once if you lose all of your most important stuff, you're going to panic. I mean, you didn't panic, right, Annie? (laughs) I panicked inside of me, I guess. I didn't really express it, tried to keep my cool down, I guess. Basically, the the first thing was, you know, like, don't let your panic paralyze you, make it drive you to action. So, like, how did did panic drive us to action Mm. in that scenario? We, did, we, we went to London for our transit. Uh, that was one of the purposes, to transit into changing our flights. 
But we were also going to stay there for not too many days, like three or four days, which is not a lot for England or London. So, and when this happened, at the moment that we had just arrived, so this had thrown everything. I knew that our vacation is like gone. Our three or four days holiday is gone. And if there's any chance of enjoying any part of the vacation, it will have all the um, requisition of all the documents has to start right away. Or we will not even be able to leave the country. We'll have to miss the flights or let go of the flights. And we will be in a major crisis, further crisis that will ensue. So, so we jumped on uh, starting ma making calls to embassies. Of course, we needed our U.S. passports and we needed to contact airlines. We needed to contact the Indian side of um, uh, immigration department and let them know that we have lost pretty much everything. Uh, we are in a foreign country and we are in transit. We had to just learn a bunch of new rules and make mistakes and allow other people's mistakes to happen and you know while they gave us wrong information about some things so we just like had have, have had i mean you know like in this type of case uh it's already there's a crisis mode and then you have further crisis that could take place smaller yeah. crisis and that's what really stressed us out during so, this time so we ended up staying for like what 10 days instead of yeah four. Yeah, we're supposed to be there for four and we ended up staying, I think, 10 or 12 days because it was crisis after crisis. As much as we tried to mitigate crises, we kept hitting walls. So as we're trying to get our documents back, we got wrong information from the Indian consulate in London. That sent us on a rabbit trail. We tried to get credit flights canceled. Those got screwed up. They said they were going to cancel it, and they never did. We lost a bunch of money. Our credit cards we had to cancel. My computer we were trying to track down. We were trying the, to get files. We had to file for off. insurance claims. Some people said you can get a travel insurance. Yeah, it was like crazy. We had to figure <laughs> out where we were going to stay. We, we, we still haven't. Yeah, two months um, later. Got anything, any updates on if we're going to get any money back right. from, our, from our loss. Right. And then, of course, our kids are, like, freaking out, you know. They're, like, when are we going home and just trying to manage that emotionally. You know, basically that we both, within that panic, you have to, like, remain strong and realize that there is going to be a time that I'm going to be able to break down and cry about this, but it's not right now. <laughs> right? Like, both of us just had to be the parents and had to be support for each other so we didn't lose our ever-loving minds. <laughs> I would say that, you know, for us, we had to, like, buy local SIM cards. We had to go to the credit card companies. We had to make a police report. We had to go to the U.S. Embassy. We had to try to track down stolen phone, computer, contact close friends, let them know. Indian Embassy. Embassy, extend Airbnb stays, get groceries because we were, like, stuck calling India because no one yeah. was really willing to, you know, we were not really getting an avenue to get back into India. Right. Uh, through the embassy and everything was like really expensive. Like, oh, they want, I mean, you know, we have permanent residency to live in India. So it was kind of bad because they were, we would, we would need a visa to get back into India while we actually have a lifetime, you know, residency cards. So it was such a mess to apply for expensive visa when we already have like green card to live here. 
So that was that was that was disappointing. That was uh, hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of yes. dollars, maybe thousands of dollars, right. just in visa, let alone flights and all the stuff and computer and and, and, and transportation that we had to pay for. And, but you know that being said, the first three days I think were really shot for us because we were emotionally Iraq. We had to run from office to office. Last, I would say, three or four days, four days, we enjoyed. First four or five days, we didn't. And last three or four days, we got to really enjoy and put that in the back of our mind, even though it was in our mind. It was just like in the side of our mind. or We had just been able to like do everything possible, which was in our control. So we kind of felt like we could do other things. So yeah, so we got to see Cambridge, and we got to see some of London, um, and we got to see some friends that we know in London. Yeah. Um, yeah, so just really, um, <clears throat> we got to attend this uh, Desi community gathering in, I don't even remember what the neighborhood was, but... Uh, mm, I don't but, remember either, but it was interesting. It was good. Just, it's like the little India of yeah, London. That's one difference little Pakistan. Mm-hmm. Chicago and London is that London has so many uh, little Indian towns all spread out all over the city. Mm-hmm. Whereas, whereas Chicago or New York uh, has like one main India town and everybody else lives in the suburbs or other parts yeah. of the city. And it doesn't feel a lot like India in other places. But in London, you, like there are many places blocks and blocks where it looks like india pakistan so it's kind of interesting yeah dynamics there because we really wanted to be back in india so we just had to like <laughs> you know feel like we were already back in india so um <coughs> i think that one of the things that could you know was really helpful is that we let that panic drive us to action and then after we panicked <laughs> And got into action, we decided, all right, things are in place. So we can either sit around the hotel in our Airbnb and sulk, or we can actually go out and enjoy ourselves. And so that's what we were able to do is just make sure that we had our stuff with us, phone numbers and contact details. And you know, as we're waiting in line in the line for like museums and things, you know, Abhishek's on the phone with airline or whatever, you know, we got our kids in the stroller and we're walking around and just trying to enjoy. It is very chaotic to do it that way, but it's like if you want to manage a crisis like this easily, there's no easy way to do it. And you can either make yourself miserable the whole time by sitting in the hotel and hating every moment and your kids are going to hate the experience. Or you can say, all right, well, I'm going to go out and try to enjoy myself. And, you know, I might have to make some phone calls while I'm waiting in line or, okay, you take the kids and play and I'm going to try to take this phone call or write an email or whatever it may be. So I would say another tip of like what not to do is don't carry cash, which fortunately we didn't really do anyway. But I mean, the era of cash is kind of dead anyway. There's really no reason to carry more than like $200 ever. One of the things we had done is we had split up our cash and some of our valuables into other bags. So that at least helped us a little bit. It wasn't like the most devastating. I mean, it was pretty devastating, but, you know, at least cash was, was um, not too much cash was lost. 
Um, another thing that we really, you know, expert travel tip that we didn't really do was don't carry an excessively huge amount of stuff that you can't manage. So not playing hot potato with your stuff. And unfortunately, we kind of did that. It was like, are you managing this? And who? what kid are you carrying? What kid am I carrying? And in exhaustion, we just kind of like lost track of who was carrying what. There was just a lot of elements at play of like, where are we staying? And how are we getting our stuff up? And our kids are freaking out and crying and asleep. And so I think that was one thing that was difficult. Um, so don't play hot potato with your bags is like a number three tip, I would say. Like things not to do. Always know who's taking what bag and don't deviate from that ever. <laughs> and then the other... One other thing that I would say is don't blame your travel buddy. Try to keep blame and negativity out of the scenario because I think we would have hated every second in London if we would have been fighting with each other or blaming each other. What do you think? Like, how did you not place blame or like, because the natural tendency is to place blame, right? On somebody or something. So how did you kind of place blame or like figure it out in your own way of how can I emotionally deal with this without blaming Jessica? It was just because we were both exhausted when we lost our bags. It was a chaotic situation with our Airbnb host and our taxi driver trying to help us, trying to be like helpful, but also this is the first time we are meeting the host and who's trying to leave for the office, who was just there to let us in. Then he needed to show us their entire apartment. So we took a bunch of stuff upstairs and he started showing us the apartment, literally the, the, the elevator to the first floor that the house was in uh, was a space of two person, like only two or three people can get in, in that elevator. So we thought that we brought everything upstairs, even though we went downstairs like two or three times, it made it feel like we had gotten everything, but we had not. We were stroller over downstairs. For some reason, you know, I still don't know how that happened, but our, our, our main, the most important bag was also left downstairs. And we don't remember if it was left just right down near the elevator or was it left even outside the apartment gate, right at the port, you know, the the porch of the apartment complex. So if that was the case, then, you know, of course we, um, in India, we say that, you know, you just like, it's partly your fault too, you know? So yeah, so we, we made some mistake with that, even though we didn't ask anyone to come and steal it, uh, but that's what ended up happening. And most likely it was some sort of a drug addict person who just got what they needed and quickly threw the bag away because they're just looking for a fix or looking for some quick money. So yeah, it's kind of sad. So just like the chaos of the situation <clears throat> helped you from mm -hmm. not feeling like, oh, it's your fault or I'm going to blame myself or I'm going to blame you or I'm going to blame the host or whatever. It just like, just the fact that all of the elements together kind of helped you not to be upset with yourself too much. Yeah. The happy ending is that through a connection in India, we were able to get back into India without having to like go back to the U.S. and reapply for all of our documents. We were able to get some 
documentation in order. Um, there was a lot more details that we're not sharing because I think it would take an hour to record all the insane details of what happened once we got back to India, what happened when we tried to apply for visas with incorrect information. And there was just like chaos above chaos above chaos that happened to us. And it seemed like it was never going to end. So, but in this process, um, we were able somehow to not totally lose it and <laughs> not lose it with each other and get back. Basically, upon arrival, we just, you know, continued to be in task mode of trying to get our, our documents back. And now we're at that point where it's like time to heal and rest. And I would say that that would be my last like parting wisdom of like what not to do is don't just jump back into normal life, like a crazy work schedule or having a lot of expectations on yourself. Because the trauma that you go through when you when you go through something like this is not to be just brushed aside. And I think that you really should give yourself some time to recover as an individual, as a couple, and as a family. And, and I mean, even our kids are still recovering from this traumatic experience of where are we? Where are we, are we stuck? And when are we going to get home? So just knowing that being kind to yourself and realizing that this is a big thing you've been through and you need to be gentle with your yourself and with each other. And with that, we'll close it off. And thanks for listening. We're going to keep you updated with our journey and our travels and the places that our work takes us and how to live life as a family, unique circumstances. So thank you for listening. In some ways, we're still recovering, I feel like, factually, until we have all our documents back. We, I feel like we haven't recovered logistically, but emotionally, too, we are recovering. And uh, I hope it doesn't ever happen again, ever. And um, it's not something that we wish to happen to anyone. And please protect your belongings, especially the bag or documents documents that you have and also keep all the documents scanned somewhere so that you have evidence that you had these documents before you it was stolen yeah so yeah so all those are good uh tips that we sort of gathered and learned and um became real to us so yeah well i'll put a blog post out too with more practical detail tips of actually how to prepare and so these kind of things are less likely to happen to you.